0: Welcome to the Strongstown United Methodist Church. Join us for worship each Sunday morning at eleven. Here's this week's message. Quick question. Do you prefer the community before the sermon or after? Does it matter? I'm just asking. Sometimes some people want one way, some the other. Alright, my scripture reading today comes from Zephaniah, I think. 3, 14 to 20, and then Luke 3, 7 to 18. Beginning with Zephaniah. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. The sorrows of the appointed will I will remove from you. They are a burden and a reproach to you at that time i will deal with all who oppressed you i will rescue the lame and gather those who have been scattered i will give them praise and honor in every land where they were put to shame at that time i will gather you at that time i will bring you home i will give you honor and praise among all the peoples of the earth when i restore your fortunes Before your very eyes, says the Lord. three beginning at seven. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warns you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones, God could raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? the crowd asked. John answered, The man with two tunics should share with him who has none, and the one who has food should do the same. Tax collectors also came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts, if John might possibly be the Christ John answered them all I baptize you with the water but one more powerful than I will come the throngs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire his winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his thrashing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn but he will burn up the chat with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and preached the good news to them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you, God. God. I want to tell you that the first piece of scripture that we read as our responsive reading, it says this chapter is a hymn of praise Another graphic description of people's joy when Christ Jesus comes to reign over the earth. Even now, we need to express our gratitude to God, thanking Him, praising Him, and telling others about Him. From the depths of our gratitude, we must praise Him, and we should share the good news with others. Sometimes I know that's a hard thing to do, to share the good news. But that's what we're expected to do. I want to talk to you first about Zephaniah, and it's interesting when I found out that Zephaniah is a fourth generation descendant of the king Hezekiah, and Hezekiah was one of the few good kings, and we know that during the time of the kings, most of them were evil and and did a lot of bad things, but Hezekiah was one of the better kings, and Zephaniah, Zephaniah is a fourth generation from him. So now he is a prophet. And if you read his book, it's only three chapters, but the first two chapters sounds like doom and gloom. He's warning the people that there's going to be destruction. He's warning the people that they will be scattered around. the. Uh, I'd like to say the world because to them, it was the world, that small area that they were in, but they were scattered over so much territory. And he's telling them all the bad things that's about to happen. And we know a lot of the people back then didn't like to listen to the prophets because they didn't want to hear the bad news. But after he gets into the third chapter, then he begins to change the tone of what's happening. So after all the bad things happen, if you pick up on 11, it says, On that day you will not be put to shame for all the wrongs you have done to me because I will remove from this city those who rejoice in their pride. Never again will you be haughty on my holy hill, but I will leave within you the meek and the humble who trust in the name of the Lord. The remnant of Israel will do no wrong. They will speak no lies, nor will deceit be found in their mouths. They will eat and lie down, and no one will make them afraid. So he's telling them that after all this destruction that happens, Jerusalem was going to be destroyed, which we know happened in 70 AD. The people were scattered around the, uh, their area. I mean, areas around them to different countries. And yet he's saying that the remnant, we know that that was talked about many times, the remnant would be brought back to Jerusalem and when they did they would be honored that the remnant would be the people that would be people of god that they would live their lives the way they were supposed to we know the israelites being the chosen of christ of god and yet they seem to always tend to fall and seem to tend to fall away but yet this remnant uh, zephaniah is saying that that remnant will be the ones that will pull them back together, will help to help them turn back to the God that they knew. And when he talks about Jerusalem, it says, uh, O daughter of Zion, sing, sing to God, rejoice in God. This is a time we think about rejoicing because we're getting near to Christmas time. Most of us think of the... Of the joy that we'll find at Christmas because maybe the packages we're looking for under the tree but we should be rejoicing because Jesus Christ was willing to come to the earth and be born a child of God that would take away our sins Christ was willing to give his life for each and every one of us and yet we know that situation has happened so now we should be rejoicing and planning For the future of Christ's return. Because he said he will return. So Zephaniah goes on to say that he'll turn the enemies away. That the king of Israel will be with you. Meaning in this case the Messiah Jesus Christ. It says on that day Jerusalem will have no more fear. And it's interesting. He closes this piece of of, uh, his writing with six I wills, six I wills. I hope I can catch all these. He says, I will take great delight in you and he will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you. So God is going to be rejoicing over the people and taking delight in them. It says the sorrows of the appointed peace, I will remove from you. When they were in other territories, they couldn't uh, have their peace that they were used to having so they could not have him. he says that he'll take that burden from them and they're back in jerusalem he says i will remove the burden from you and at that time he said i will deal with all the oppressed i will rescue i will rescue the lame and gather those who are scattered so he's saying that he'll gather the people back together <clears throat> excuse me i will give them praise and honor in every land even if they're still in the foreign lands, God will praise and honor them. At that time, I will gather you. At that time, I will bring you home. Excuse me. I forgot to bring my bottle of water in. Um, so he says he's bringing the people home. That's why the story for the reading today was about going home. Uh, Zephaniah was talking about bringing the remnant home to Jerusalem. And he says at that point, I will give you the honor and the praise among the peoples of the earth and he will restore their fortunes. And he ends his writing with, says the Lord. Says the Lord. So the Lord will be directing all that happens to the remnant and bring them together. And hopefully they will come together in joy. In joy in peace. So then we listen to the story from Luke. And this is interesting about John the Baptist. Now we know the story of John the Baptist. John was related. I don't know exactly how, but was related to Jesus in some way because it said when Mary went to visit Elizabeth, her relative, it doesn't say how. So we know that John is also six months older than Jesus. And John is to announce the coming of christ but if you read about john in the very beginning i don't believe he was able to say that jesus christ was the messiah because he had a few years of ministry before christ was ready to start his his ministry so john probably started his ministry at about the age of 26 somewhere give or take in that range so he had about four years before Christ started his um, ministry. And in that time, it says that he was out in the wilderness. Now imagine this. I, I think of more of as a desert where they were at. They probably didn't have a lot of um, vegetation growing. It said that he lived on locust and honey. I don't know about the locust part. I don't think I can eat those personally. Honey I like, but uh, I couldn't make a diet of just that. But can you imagine? And and he lived and he looked like a poor man in just a um, camel skin uh, cloth, a robe, whatever he wore, and a leather belt. The leather belt was to hold it all together. And, And living like that out in this desert area or wilderness as they called it. And yet the people came out to him to be baptized. be baptized in the Jordan River now this part gets very interesting because he calls them what a brood of vipers he said you brood of vipers who warned you to flee the coming wrath who warned you he tells them to produce fruit to produce fruit and he tells them that those that aren't producing fruit It's like a tree that isn't producing fruit. The axe is at the root. It'll be chopped down and will be thrown into the fire. So what he's telling those people, and I think he's telling us today that we need to be producing fruit. And by doing that, we can say that we are Christians, but living that life is what makes the difference. He was telling them that if they came to him to be baptized, Make sure it was from the heart, first off, all. We need to, whatever we decide to do, we need to do it from the heart. Not just because it looks good to people around us. And that's what he's saying was happening. The people were coming to make it look good for those that knew them or those that saw them doing this baptism. But he said they weren't doing it from the heart. And because of that is why he called them vipers. So the people ask him, what should we do? What should we do? And what does John say? He said, if you have two tunics, give one to the person that has none. Now, I think in our day, most people have something. Maybe a lot of people don't have a lot of clothes or they don't have nice clothes. And almost all of us can say we have a closet full of clothing. Trust me, i got way more than I'll ever need. But to know who to give it to. Imagine in their day, he's saying if you have two outfits of clothes, you give one to someone who has nothing. I wouldn't even know who to begin to say has nothing today. Most people have something. What we need to learn to do, though, is help those who have very little so that they can be somewhat equal to what we have. And the same way he says with the food, we should give, if we have excess food, we need to be giving it to people who is short on food, who needs food. Even the tax collectors. I love this line. The tax collectors came to him and said, what should we do? And what does he tell the tax collectors? And we know that the people hated the tax collectors of their day because they were Israelites that were hired by the Roman government. And they were supposed to collect a certain amount of taxes. But what they would do is they would jack up the price so that they had more money. So they were being greedy about it. And he's telling them, take no more than what you're supposed to take. No more than what you're supposed to. even says to the soldiers, to the soldiers, don't take money from people. And don't uh, don't lie or accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. Wow, when I read that line, that's one thing my father always taught me as a young person. He said, do the best you can on any job that you do. Do the best that you can. I think a lot of us have heard that in in our age group, that we try to do the best we can. And it doesn't matter whether we get more money for it, whether we get recognized for it or not. It matters that we have done the best we can do. And I believe that that's what Jesus Christ would want every one of us to do the best that we can do. It doesn't matter what we're doing. It doesn't matter whether we're good at doing something or whether we're bad at doing something. But if we do the best that we can do, God will be there to help us through. And even if our pay seems like it's not enough, most people today, want a little bit more. No matter how much we have, we want a little bit more, don't we? It's just human nature. We want a little bit more. So we try harder to get a little bit more. But he's saying that we need to be content. Content with what we have. Sometimes that's a hard thing to do, isn't it? He goes on to say that the people was asking John if he was the Christ. And he said, no, he wasn't the Christ. But the Christ that was coming was even greater than him that he wasn't worthy to tie his sandals or as we would say tie our shoes can you imagine saying i am not worthy to tie the shoes of jesus christ and if we think about it we're probably not worthy but christ said that we are his children so he makes us worthy he makes us be part of his family he goes on to say that that he has his winnowing fork. In other words, he's going to separate the chaff from the good grain. In other words, he's separating the bad people from the good people. And we know that there's going to be a time when Christ will come and we will be separated. We don't know when that day might be, but we will be separated. So we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared. And it says that we need to be preaching the good news. Now when he talks about preaching the good news, it's not just the preacher's job, folks. It's every one of us's job to say to someone that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. And I know if you're like, I used to be scared to death to speak to anyone, literally. I'm serious about that. It's hard for me to be in front of people. But even if someone started the conversation, in in days gone by, I would have had a hard time even answering, but God is saying that if you get the opportunity, you need to speak to someone about Christ, and he will give you the words. He'll give you the words, and I know sometimes we say, oh, I don't know if that'll happen. Trust me, he will give you the words. We just have to learn to be brave enough to make that first step, that first step out there, and it doesn't matter if it's someone you know, someone you don't know, it doesn't matter if you're in the grocery store, if you're in Walmart, wherever you're at we are all to preach the good news and we are to be the hands, the feet, and the face of Jesus Christ and if we're joyful people other people will see that in us and they will want to be like us and that's the part that we should be thinking about, we want them to want what we have. Yeah, I know there's days we all get grumpy and say things we shouldn't say. Do things we shouldn't do. And I pray that we're good at keeping it, um, shall we say, within our own realms. Sometimes, you know, someone will upset you, make you bad about something, and you got to air your dirty laundry, as they say. And I know I had someone me upset a couple days back. And I said something to somebody else about, I don't know how, you know, how you can put up with this person. And then afterwards, I was like, I'm sorry. I just had to get off off my chest. We have to do that sometimes though, don't we? We need to get that off of our chest. But let's be careful when, where, and how we do that. We need to be hands and feet and face to those who don't know us, to those who, who don't know Jesus Christ, especially, so that we... Can be the better person. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us move. Almighty God, we thank you for this time when we should have joy in our lives. And I pray that we can be a joyful people and that others might see you through us and see the joy of being in the family of God. May we be the hands and feet in the face of Jesus Christ May we be an example to those around us. May we have that joy that you want us to have. So guide us through each and every day. Forgive us when we stumble and fall and we say and do things that we shouldn't do. But help us to be the best that we can be. To do the best we can do. And to be the people that we want us to be. We thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. This is turning our hemorrhole to...